Let us pray. O gracious God, oil the hinges of our hearts as we begin this Advent season, that they may be opened wide to welcome your coming. Amen. Where is your Bethlehem? That may seem like a strange question to ask on this first Sunday of Advent, but Advent is a strange and unusual time. And part of our Advent observance is to anticipate and recount the events which have had far-reaching significance for our lives and the life of the world, and to see again the unfolding drama and to rejoice in it, for therein lies our hope. But part of the time should be asking the difficult question as to our relationship to the events. It's more, you see, than a stage play when the curtains draw open and then we see the Holy Family moving across the stage and then sheep and shepherds and finally magi. The curtain then closes and we applaud and go home and say, wonderful. But I think it seems to me that the most critical aspect of Advent is to find where we are in that holy drama. So, it may well be that that strange and unusual question, where is your Bethlehem, needs to be asked, the place which God in Christ comes. Now I think we have an overly rosy picture of the Bethlehem story of old. On Christmas cards and in some, not all, Christmas carols, we get the image of, of the, on these cards of a five-star inn, or at least a five-star manger scene. Lovely bright star overhead, Mary quaffed appropriately with that blue shawl, not wrinkled, but recently ironed, you know, with heavenly choirs singing, accompanying by beautiful harps, with Joseph standing serenely by, looking so very pleased. Welcome to Hallmark Christmas. Let me say here, but if you've already bought your Christmas cards, send them anyway, okay? <laughs> the recipient will be glad to receive them with your kind note inside. But Bethlehem was a common, ordinary place. Located some six miles south-southwest of Jerusalem, it was something of a gritty little town, like most other towns, there and, of course, north of Jerusalem in the Upper Galilee. Mud-baked and stone houses were simple. Scattered throughout these little villages, here and there were Roman garrisons just to keep the peace and to ward off any kind of insurrection. Many barely eked out a living, what with taxation under a cruel Roman government, among other things, it was a tough life. Yes, it had some history to be sure, 
Its significance is with David, who lived there and who was anointed king there, but that was hundreds of years earlier. So let's not romanticize it too much. Mary and Joseph weren't on vacation. They were forced there for taxation purposes, and when they were arrived, they were ignored, they were strangers, and there was no room. The old Flemish painter had it right. Pieter Bruegel, the elder, in his 1566 painting called Numbering at Bethlehem. I've only seen a print of this painting, but even there, the warm, earthy brown tones combined with the white winter snow gives a December scene in 16th century Flemish town. In the foreground, a butcher is there butchering a squealing pig. And off a little bit to the to further up, a woodsman struggled with a load of firewood. Children are playing on a frozen pond. A table outside the inn, a crowd has gathered to be counted and to pay their taxes. But if you look more carefully, toward the bottom of that canvas, moving slowly toward the inn, is an ordinary young woman on a donkey, led by a stoop-shouldered, bearded peasant man. Mary and Joseph, overlooked in the midst of an ordinary place, the ordinary, like our lives sometimes, you know, filled with hope, but also with weariness, filled with possibilities, but also with despair, filled with moments of joy, but also with pain and sadness and some degree of anxiety at times. But you see, it's in those places, in that Bethlehem, in the tough places, too, of our lives, that's where it will happen. It is there in the rudeness and the meanness of that cattle stall that light came, birth happened, hope born, life given, gift shared, the promise made flesh. It's in the common or the ordinary or in the hidden places of our lives that we would rather not visit, that God acts. So, the question is before us yet. Where is your Bethlehem? Where is mine? You see, Bethlehem, Bethlehem's come in all shapes and sizes. You know, perhaps for us, it's a place of deep hurt between you and another that has never been healed. Or of some societal judgment that has affected you adversely. Or perhaps our Bethlehem is a place of forgiveness that we have withheld from the other. Or forgiveness that has been extended to us, but it's too little, we think, and too late. It needs more than just words of forgiveness. Or is it a place of addiction that we have perhaps covered up nicely? But addiction is not just about drugs and alcohol. At this season of the year particularly, it's an addiction to consumerism, to have, to get, to buy more, more.
Or is your Bethlehem a place where your masks are always in place? Not our COVID masks, but our masks that cover up our inner selves. Psychologists tell us that we have at least two selves. The one self that we project to the world, which keeps, and that keeps people at times from knowing us for fear that they might not like us or even judge us. Or maybe our Bethlehem is a place of demons that keep us up at night. A fear of health. Will the illness reoccur? What will the lab tests show? Or a place of grief that has never healed? Or is our Bethlehem on a larger scale? Perhaps it relates to our concern about the environment or the kind of world we will bequeath to our children or to our grandchildren. Or, or perhaps it is the monstrous evil of white supremacy that keeps us up at night. How best to untangle it from our public and private lives and finally to let some degree of justice prevail. Oh yes. See, the, the Bethlehems are there, both personal and societal, and it is to them that we must travel, as it were, as painful as the journey might be. But a caveat here, when we speak of going to our Bethlehems, it is not an instant cure-all. Everything will not automatically be all right. The prosperity gospel hucksters are out saying all will be well. Wealth, happiness, joy, all will be yours instantaneously. No, no, no. Rather, when we arrive at our Bethlehems, we acknowledge the one that we celebrate on Christmas morning. The one who said, I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life. Come, come, follow me. And I will be with you on that journey, whatever that journey might be. And that journey with him is the hope that we have. And Phillips Brooks in his hymn about Bethlehem said it right, in thy dark street shineth an everlasting light, oh yes. That's it. The light that illumines our path as we go forward. Not panacea, but hope for the journey. I was standing in the back of our chapel pre-pandemic after the 9 a.m. service when a young man came up to me probably in his late 20s, maybe early 30s. He was a visitor in Boston. He found us somehow, and he enjoyed the service. And he came up, and maybe he saw my name tag that said pastor or whatever, and he held out his hand uh, to shake mine, and he said six months. Well, he saw the bewilderment, perhaps a little bit anyway, on my face, and he said uh, six months sober. And then he held in his other hand a little medallion that someone had given him from his meetings. 
saying he's gone this far on his journey, six months, and he should celebrate that. And so we grabbed each of our hands together and we smiled and we laughed and then he wanted a simple blessing. Well, it was not Advent and we didn't use the language that we're using this morning. But he went to his Bethlehem, as painful as that journey might have been. And he began a different journey to wholeness. So, my friends, the question is still there. Where is your Bethlehem? And are you going this Advent? Places of pain, of hurt, struggle, sometimes bewilderment or anxiety, that is where the Christ child will meet us. The poet May Sarton has said it well. She writes, must we go to Bethlehem and make that hard journey again? Oh yes, sick at heart plagued, lost as we are, let us make the hard journey, for who can be sure, but perhaps if we go there, it will happen again, it will happen to us, an infant be born again, out of blood and on filthy straw, how naked, how vulnerable, how desperately in need, this breath between past and future, this infant hope. Oh, she writes, Shall we kneel again at last in the healing hosanna of silence? Yes, let us make the journey. Perhaps it will happen again. So where is your Bethlehem? They come in all different shapes and sizes. But all of our different Bethlehems lead to the manger. I'm going this year. I'll meet you there.